mandate up. There we go. Now we're recording. All right. Oh, yay. Government. Government mandate time. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of a weekly podcast sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the podcast. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the podcast and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the podcast concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. LIW Anthology Series Review is now in effect. I think I'm going to stop doing that theme song for the Twilight Zone one and just do the regular intro because I'm hearing that way too much. Even I'm getting sick yeah. of it. Just do it for this it, show. It, it adds like another five minutes to the show. <laughs> it feels like it. It's only like wow. a minute long, but man, it, it's starting to feel long, isn't it? Well, I mean, you got to pad it sometimes. <laughs> Especially this time. This is LIW Anthology Review Episode 74 for Inside Number 9402, Bernie Clifting's Dressing Room. Suggested on YouTube by Soul Foodie One, F O O D I E One. Good choice. Yes, and I feel like this is going to be our shortest episode yet. Yeah. Because what the fuck are we to talk about? I I I like that in a level far beyond. Yeah. Like, like I like that with like some of my favorite drama movies, like Shawshank. Yeah. Like like not as good as Shawshank. I'm just saying like that's right. how I liked it in that manner. Yeah. I didn't find it particularly funny for most of the part, but it was not trying to be. Yeah. It's like they were trying to see how many times they could ping pong it, ping pong it back and forth between you making you laugh to making you sad. And it was just like every minute it was changed, yeah. changed tones and so well done. I don't even know what to say. Well, it's like with all their episodes, you have that twist at the end and you're trying to say, Oh shit! What's the twist in this one? What's going to be the twist in this one? And then, oh, that's the twist. I almost feel like you shouldn't give it away because it's too good. Yeah, let's save it. You do see. I mean, it's kind of there. It's you kind of mm. see it coming, but it's like right when you mentioned it, it was like that's when you realize, oh, yeah. that's what this is. About. I didn't predict it ahead of time. I predicted yeah. it when the camera cut and you see something that wasn't there. Yeah, that should have been. And I was like, oh, there we go. No. All right. Um, just, yeah, they're so good, you know, with each other, acting wise and bouncing off each other. You believe that they were, you know, it's kind of like they're, it's mirroring their sort of relationship in the present time, even though it's not them at all. But it's like yeah. the alternate reality of, oh, this could have been somebody, you know, 30 years ago trying to make their career go again because you live in the age of YouTube. They can resuscitate careers kind of. Yeah, everything old is new again with nostalgia. I want to I want to talk about kind of the back and forth part because um, mm. they they were you could tell they're intentionally trying to go back and forth because every time they would basically the plot is real simple. There was an old sketch group called Cheese and Crackers, which every time we saw the poster made us laugh. 
it's like them and he's got the mohawk on in one pictures. But uh, they had a old sketch show. They had one series that ran and <clears> got canceled. And they're yeah. coming back after thirty years to do it again. He doesn't really say why in the beginning. He wants to do it again. Uh, yeah, you just assume it's some kind of audition or it's London Got Talent or something to to, to shoot to for some kind of reunion special or something like that. Yeah, which he does mention later, but and there's another couple reasons he find out later as well. Yeah, um, when he starts going through his bag. Yeah. But, yeah, they start doing their sketch, the first sketch, and it's like he's doing a job interview, and he keeps swapping out hats because he keeps being like, we have a distribution center in, here in Leeds, and he puts on his Leeds hat, and he does that accent. He's like, who ships to India? And he puts on that, and a bunch of... What did you say when I The Russian. And the Chinese hat. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. Oh, can't do that. It's, it's racist. You can't do those bits anymore. What's he saying? It's funny. Yeah. He goes... Uh, they spend a minute after he says that by going... Does that mean that we can't do the ching chong chong check, check whatever sketch or whatever? He's like, no. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, he's like you can't call him a tribe. That's racialist. <laughs> it's racialist. <laughs> that, was the, that was one of the better lines. You, 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 you can't make fun of someone that's not part of your tribe. Don't call him a tribe. You're being racialist. <laughs> this is going to be just, just saying the funny jokes from it. and Kind of. Okay, so after that, it goes back to like, they clearly have like a checkered past and that slowly gets revealed throughout it. And I don't want to give too much away. This is going to be the first time where we don't discuss the ending because. Well, cause the Bernie Clifton dressing room, it's like a joke. It's a running joke because they do it three times. Yeah. And it's that old rule where if you, you, um, introduce the loaded gun in the first act it has to go off by the fifth act or whatever it plays. But, uh, that's what they're doing with this. It's Chekhov's you're introducing. Gun. Yeah. Chekhov's dressing room. Chekhov's dressing room. <laughs> You gotta use it sometime, and I went with the penguin one or the peacock. He pissed in the <coughs> peacock, and that was no good anymore. Or he shit in the peacock. Shit in the peacock. She shit in the peacock's mouth. I don't know, or maybe the head of the peacock, because it was like a you know one of those big hats you wear, one of the big fake heads. It could have been a Sesame Street show they were doing. Maybe Bernie I, Clifton I must have missed that. Room. I wonder if Bernie Clifton is a real person. Isn't Bernie Clifton? He reminds me of the. That's Tony Clifton. Never mind. Tony Clifton. Yeah, I think Bernie Clifton might be some. Might be real. I don't know. Or it's a. It's a. It's a joke. No, Bernie Clifton's a British comedian. Yeah, there you go. Uh, British comedian. He's eighty-five years old. Known for his work with Orange Ostrich puppet costume Oswald the Ostrich. There you go. Well, there you go. It makes sense now. That's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. There were, so, yeah, yeah, you could tell there's a lot of references to British TV shows. Oh yeah, okay. So Halloween you know. costumes now do that. Wow. But there's a lot of references to old TV shows and stuff in, in England that just went right over my head. Well, say like all those English shows do like extras did that because um, uh, Ricky Gervais had a bunch of old like eighty performer like seventies and eighties performers on the show that kind of were like wiped out in the 90s or whatever but they came back and that's what uh life's too short the warwick davis shows about it's like these old performers getting together and he's managing them and he tries to get them going and then he manages little people and that's what his job is he's not really he's warwick davis but he's not Warwick davis yeah. it's pretty funny that that show is great that's is a great british show yeah i forgot that about that fucking funny that show's pretty damn funny 
I tried to watch extras, but sometimes Ricky Gervais, I just, I can only handle a couple minutes at a time. Well, well, uh, Life's Too Short, Warwick Davis is in it, and that's it. It, uh, Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant are in it, but they're in it in spurts. They're not in this whole show. It's more about Warwick Davis, so you probably like that one better. Yeah, it's weird because I I would say I am a Ricky Gervais fan. It's just small doses. Yeah. Small little... Like, even so much I watch The British Office, and I'm like, I, I, it's too much. Well, his character is, is off-putting. It's draining. Yeah. It's exhausting being around him. <laughs> I can't I never imagine. Saw, I've, never, I've never watched The Office, the British version. It's it's something. I watched the first I episode. Have, I, I like, bought it from the thrift store for a dollar, so I have them. I just have, I've never watched <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's only, like, seven episodes. Yeah, I got, like, seasons one and two, whatever. Yeah. Series one and two. Series one and two, yeah. I think there's only three series. I think there's two, and then there's like a Christmas special. I think it's all something it is. like that. Yeah, I got Jim and Pam on there too, and they fall in love. I don't think they're named that. Yeah, it's Jim and Pam, right? Eh? Oswald and like weird names. It's Margaret, Kepa. Margaret, Margaret, and William. That's their names. The Queen Mum. I did. I did like the sketch with the brick wall, the brown bottles on the brick yeah, wall. Right, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was. I could see watching that live and actually being amused by it. Yeah. Because I love when... the Mr. Show did this a lot. And that's why I love Mr. Show. When the, the sketch falls apart, but that's part of the sketch. When they start arguing during the sketch, and that ends right. up being the point of the sketch. I love that stuff. Yeah. It's so meta. Yeah. And Mr. Show did that all the time. Well, this is like the, uh, basically a callback to vaudeville. Oh yeah, you know, weird. Like this is a total vaudeville performance episode where you know it's it's like they took two old acts from the. It would actually probably it works in the context that it works, but it, it could also work like like an old vaudeville act in the twenties, and then they never made it past nineteen forty two, and they're going to be on TV in the sixties. You know, when they could brought back that. the Three Stooges. And yeah, well, like, back in the sad days of that. Yeah, and it was just the, too late. Fucking, they're just old and yeah. they're sad and they're getting a paycheck because they have to pay for their mortgage that year. Or the the third, their house. third curly died. <laughs> the fifth curly. Yeah. We went through five curlies. Three curlies and five shemps. Five shemps, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, it's, just, Shemp, it's just sad. Shemp was the brother, though. It was Moe and yeah. Shemp and Curly were brothers. But then the others, I think Curly Joe was the other brother. I remember. It wasn't even related. I, I remember watching that movie, that TV movie they made. Yeah, Mel Gibson produced it. Yeah, I remember watching that way back then, whenever that came out. I, yeah, I remember that. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is this?" And then, uh, uh, what's his name? Was Curly, um, the Commish, and the Shield. What's oh, really? The thing. Yeah, the thing uh, from Four Fantastic Four. Wow. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Michael Chiklis was Curly. He actually was good. It, it was. I think I nominated for an Emmy for it. It was good. I'm looking but it at was it. more. I think it was more Curly's story than it was anybody else's story. I think that was the problem. I just remember him drinking a whole lot. Oh well, wouldn't you? They were getting fucking bashed in the head every day. You know they had fucking brain hemorrhages. Two thousand one. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember watching that when it came out. Yeah. Here's a picture for it. Um. And J- Joel Egerton's in it, which is hilarious. Joel Edgerton is like their manager. This, oh my holy god! The guy playing Mo here looks, looks like Mel Brooks. He looks like Mel Brooks. He looks exactly yeah. like Mel Brooks. Who played him? I I can't remember. It's a character actor though. 
It's called The Three Stooges, a TV movie. Let's look it up. Three Stooges, a TV movie. Ooh, what? Becoming Cousteau. Two hours and two... Oh, two minutes, two minutes. Well, I saw Dune the other day at home. I didn't go see it in the theater. I was going to ask you if you've seen that, because... I did watch it. Okay, so here we go. Paul Ben Victor is Mo. Really? He played Mo? Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> who, That's why, yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. John Caster played Shimp. That's uh, the Crypt Keeper. Oh, there you go. Uh, Evan Handler played Larry. Uh, Michael Chiklis Curley. Um, yeah, Joel Edgerton is Tom Cosgrove. It's hilarious. Wow. So this was like an Australian production, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I remember watching uh, this when it came out, and apparently I never even rated it because I didn't remember that I watched it until right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I it was one of those things where if you told me that was a dream, I go, yeah, probably. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Three Stooges movie with with Michael Chiklis. Ah, oh, never mind. It was a dream. Never mind. Don't forget what I said. Yeah, because when I saw no, it was real. When I saw the uh, the what's the uh, the Fairly Brothers movie come out, I was like, oh right, no, yeah. I'm I'm good. Somebody actually, they consider that actually a good movie. Yeah. I, I hear it. I, I hear it's actually, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah I've never watched I, it. I hear it's not as bad as they say, but yeah. I also heard that about Stuck Together, and I watched part well, of that, and you? I was like, this is fucking garbage. Please, stuck please. on you. Stuck on you. Whatever it's called. And I watched that, and I'm like, this is fucking garbage. It's so terrible. I, I yeah, I, th- I think I've seen half of that, and I never finished it. Oh, man. The Farley Brothers also did a great comedy called Green Book. <laughs> Hey, Which I'm is totally Oscar. historically inaccurate and funny. That's not the brothers, though. That's only one. That's just one. He got nominated for best director. What does that say about Hollywood? Everything yeah. you have, to know, everything you need to know about Hollywood, that says it all. The director of Me, Myself, and Irene now has uh, best picture under his belt because it won best fucking picture. I like Me, Myself, and Irene, but that's fine. I wouldn't say you give that man an Oscar. Hey. That one, that uh, look at the look at their dicks. They're bringing the sausages. We're barbecuing here. <laughs> Me, myself, and Irene. Uh, they did Kingpin. I like Kingpin. So Kingpin's a classic. Dumb and Dumber's good. Uh, Dumb and Dumber's fine. Yeah, Kingpin's I think great. I can't rewatch it because I don't like Jeff Daniels at all. I hate Jeff Daniels. Really? I hate. I love Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. He's awful. I hate him. He's a Michigan guy. Come on. I hate him. Represent. I hate him for that reason. He should stay there and die with the elk. He's from the UP, though, I think. You uh, Uppity, yeah. Uppity he did, white he did a movie called uh, Escanaba in the Moonlight. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's Fucking like homemade. terrible. His homemade movie about Michigan. Yeah. So all my friends in high school, we got together and we're like, there's a movie about Michigan. What the fuck? Like, like not, not, not Detroit. And so we watched it and we're like, the aliens show up halfway through. We're like, what is happening? It was so I mean, bad. It, it, it's not as good as that American movie. I think that's more of a representation of Wisconsin than Michigan. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Colvin. They're making a movie called Colvin. Are they it's Wisconsin or Minnesota? Um, I've been, I think it's Wisconsin because they were all about the Green Bay Packers. Oh, was it? Okay. I remember I we watched that in film school and Matt yeah. thought it was hilarious. And I hated it because I moved away from those people for a reason. Exactly. You live there. <laughs> I was like, fuck well, he's these guys. He's from there. I know. He's, I was like, he, he's from there too. He likes it there though. Like, he goes yeah. back and stuff, but... Well, he no. goes back all the time, man. Yeah, he I should can't. stay there. <laughs> I don't know why he lives in there. There's no point living in LA for him. There's just no point. Don't... I don't know why he shouldn't live there. He could have a house. With the amount of money that he paid in rent, he could have owned, like, a house and 50 acres of land in Michigan by now. Just is, stupid. Is he still living in that same apartment? Yep. Ah, uh, okay. 
That is fucked up. It's been 15 years. Yeah. No, it's been longer than that. It's been longer than that. It was 2005 when he moved in. So 16 years. 16 okay. years. <laughs> I was off by one. You said 14. I said 15. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah far off. <laughs> you still scolded me. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Same night, 12 month difference, dickhead. Could be a six but month difference. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. I think he moved in like October 2005, something like that. <laughs> and he's still mad at Perry for not moving in with him with the. Uh, he left me in a lurch there. I had to get a new roommate, and he didn't do it. He's probably had 50 roommates since then. Oh, he's had a 1,000 roommates since then. And he's he's had, like, fucking roommates that try to sue him and shit. Christ. That's hilarious. He's gone through a lot of... He, he picked some people that just did not clash with him at all. Just desperation. Sometimes he did. Sometimes he didn't. Like, it was just like a... It's not 50-50. It's more 60-40. Because he had a lot of good roommates, but he just had a lot of people that just were not a good match at all. Yeah. That's why I was like, I can sit here and live in L.A. and get a bunch of roommates and be fucking miserable because I hate having roommates. Yeah. Or I can just go somewhere else, get a house. Well, and there's no point, there's no reason to live in L.A. anymore. Dude. No. You're not going to get a job as an actor in L.A. anymore. That's not happening unless you're related to somebody. And if you work on a crew, you're going to be working on a crew in some shitty movie where the DP is going to get shot by I, Alec I was, Baldwin. I was just going to say Alec Baldwin will shoot you. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, laugh fuck. at him, the the director of photography, because that's fucked up. But like, it's funny that it's Alec Baldwin. That's the only funny part about it. Well, no, yeah, but but I guess that movie is like it's not going to be. The producers are going to go to prison, and that's just that's just the fact. That's going to happen because something. I guess that whole movie has been a clusterfuck from day one. Like, they haven't been able... Like, they're four hours away from L.A. or something, and they have to drive four hours back and forth, like, every day. And they're saying, like, give us hotels. And they gave them a cheap-ass hotel that's shared by homeless people. And like, that's not what we want. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. We're working 18-hour days. Oh, they're shooting in Santa Fe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, whatever, like, whatever city they're shooting in. The nearest hotel that's any good is, like, uh, five hours away. Is that like, is the movie based? I don't know much about the Rage video game. Is it based on that, or is that a completely I have separate no thing? Idea. Or is it just happened to no be called idea. Rage? It's called Rust. Rust. Sorry, it's You're about right. Rust. It's about some guy named Rust. It's like a okay. True never story. mind then. The video game. Yeah, it's not from... Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but now hey, that movie's never coming out. Now that, that movie's done. It should be called DOA. It's not happening. My question is, okay, you pick up. It's a it's a western, unless it's a. a steampunk western why was he able to fire multiple bullets at multiple people behind the camera that seems well, like the thing bad positioning like you and i guess they say like you could tell the difference between a loaded gun with blanks and a loaded gun with a real bullet not if you're out like, baldwin you can, apparently not because he up. shot he shot the dp and it went through her into the director oh that explains it because I, I didn't i yeah. just caught the story right before we got on the air yeah. So I saw that, and I assumed it was multiple bullets, and I'm like, "What the fuck was happening? How do you, bang?" And he shot him. Unless it was like, like, I couldn't well, I, figure I out. I still don't know. I, it could have been. I don't know. But was he doing? Like, you're not supposed to point the gun at anybody when you like. You should be. You should know. That's what I'm saying. Do, just in case. That, that's like one on one movie shooting. People get brain and lead for real. Like, don't fuck yeah. around with that. It's not worth no. it. Just in case. Someone could put a penny in the bullet, right? 
Someone could put a penny in the in the barrel. That's <laughs> yeah. like uh, prestige. Yeah, I know you meant. Some asshole could put a penny in the bullet. In the chamber, Sarah. In the barrel. In the barrel. Oh, it still hurts. Pulls a hole through his hand. <laughs> what kind of knot did you tie? I don't know. That's a classic. How do you not know? Oh, that's How in my. Not know? That's in my top ten. That movie. Oh, I love Prestige. Yeah, I've seen Prestige play a hundred times. I went to the theater over and over. Yeah, that was a great movie. Because it was that and Rocky Balboa at the same. No, actually, that came out later. It was that and uh, D- uh, Departed. I saw like oh, every yeah, day. Yeah. I saw both movies because yeah. I had nothing to do in Mississippi. Then wow. I came back to Michigan later, and they were playing uh, Prestige, and we just <laughs> the same just kept again. going. It's like fucking love. And it came out, and I I went out and bought that movie like late at night when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. I was waiting for it. I'm like, yeah, here we go. I fucking love Abra that movie. A magician gives you something new. <laughs> the only thing I, I don't like is, uh, what's her name in it? Oh, uh, Black Sarah Widow. Jansen. She just. She takes you out of the movie. She's not, she's not, yeah, she shouldn't be in that movie. Mm, I like she her. Just doesn't, yeah, she's not bothering me. She's just not, that's not. It's not she for her. She shouldn't be in that movie. <clears throat> no. I think that was a studio, that was a studio decision. Yeah. And, and like they just, we have to have a big name in this movie. Sam, so we got Batman and uh, Black Widow in there. We got Bat- Batman, Black Widow, and Wolverine, and Alfred. I was just gonna say Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bury you. I'm gonna bury the Wayne. <laughs> I buried too many members of your family. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one bad thing about Dark Knight Rises because like when I was in the theater the first night I saw it, and they had that scene where. I used to go on holiday, and I would order myself a Fanny Blanca, and I would sit there, and I'd yeah. see you, and you'd nod at me, and I'd nod at you, and I knew that you were okay. I said, I knew, oh, that's the end of the movie. You had made it. That's the end of the movie. I was like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. how they're going to It didn't bother so me when like, it happened. God damn it. The more I watch it, the less it bothers me. But that yeah, first time in the theater, yeah. I was like, oh, I know. Because I had the same exact thought. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so when he blew up, I was like. He's, he's fine. He's coming back. He's not. It dead. just like stuck dead. a pin in my brain that was like, "This is yeah. gonna come back." Because Nolan, he's poetic. He just can't. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's fine. It works. I mean, it's just fine. I, I enjoy the movie. <clears throat> People have so many issues with the Batman movie, and I'm like, it's a fucking Batman movie. Yeah. Just, it's amazing that it's a fucking solid movie. Just let it go. Yeah. Like the fact that he, sh- how did he show up again? He's a billionaire. Yeah, I you think he that. can't curry some that. favors. That's such a plot point. How did that, how did Bruce Wayne get back into Gotham? He's fucking Batman. Yes, exactly. I he, mean, Jesus Christ, the guy was missing for seven years, living in fucking Croatia and shit, and he gets back to Gotham, and you're questioning how he got back to Gotham this time? You can't question what? how a billionaire can make a phone call for a favor? Yeah. I need a plane trip right now. Oh, I, my God. Oh, so stupid. How'd he get back in? Shut up. He's fucking Batman. How'd he get burned? Jesus How'd he get burned? So that's what that's like. <laughs> oh. Hey, I've always but, said, I like Dark Knight Rises. It's more entertaining than The, the Dark Knight. It's not as good as a movie, but it is more entertaining. No. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can watch The Dark Knight. I've seen it a million times. Oh, I've watched yeah. that movie over and over. Dark Knight Rises, I'll watch it and then stop and then come back to it or... Just because the beginning with uh, Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones, he so overacts as a CIA guy in the beginning. Where, where he goes, we didn't want to bring your friends. 
we're at the Dr. Paul um, Oh yeah, yeah. D- Dr. Paul Vick or whatever. And he goes, "We don't have enough room for your friends. They're not my friends." Okay, bring them on board. Little finger. And so, yeah. He's so, he's so overacting. It's <laughs> like they told him to yell because they're on a plane. So I'm he's like, of- "I'll do this yeah. weird voice." <laughs> like, All right, he didn't talk. Who's next? Or perhaps he's questioning why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. That's your bane. That dialogue was fucking fixed because I saw the prologue and it did not sound like that in the first prologue. Christopher Nolan likes to say, oh no, it's all on purpose. I did all right. No, he fixed it. He knew he fucked up and he fixed it. I love Bane's voice, so I'm I'm glad they fixed it. Yeah, no, because you can't understand him in the other version. (laughs) Why would a man throw you from the plane? He's like, what? What? Shoot that guy too. <laughs> Perhaps he's questioning why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. You're a big guy. For you. <laughs> what? For you. And that gives you control over me. I love his power move of just oh, yeah, placing yeah, yeah. the back of his hand on his oh, shoulder. Awesome. <laughs> you think that gives you power over me? I'm not going to do a Bane voice because it's been overdone a thousand times. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe the Brits who listen to this podcast for Inside Number Nine will be like, "What the fuck is this Dark Knight Rises podcast?" <laughs> yeah. Holy what shit! I, I, I honestly forgot we're here to discuss <laughs> Bernie Clifton's dressing room, yes, and part of the reason we're talking about whatever is just because we don't want to give it away. I just want to say, watch this episode, watch yes. it. it <clears throat> it's the the it's so poignant. I told you before that. We talked about the Scrubs episode with Brendan Fraser. Every time I watch that, I get like, <laughs> it just hits me. I'm like, oh, I'm not crying. But this got me too. I was like, fuck. Oh, man. I'm a pussy with this stuff. I don't care. Oh, no. It, it gets you. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. Oh, I, they did go there. Oh, fuck. I have no shame admitting when something makes me emotional. And this this was starting to get me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, Okay, so speaking of that, yeah, this might this may not have affected you at all, but I think it has to do with the music, combination of the music and the line delivery because the music swells when he does it. It's a field of dreams when I, when uh, yeah when Kevin Costner goes, it's my dad, and then like that scene they're talking, and then his dad starts to walk and he goes, hey, dad, you want to catch? <laughs> I got that, and then that music swells, and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have here's a here's a shocking revelation. I've never seen it. Oh, I have never. Good. It it's looks bad to me. I've seen too it's many Kevin Costner baseball movies, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. It's a good movie. <clears throat> it's worth watching. I think you should watch it. It's good. It even has the White Sox, and I'm like, it, it's good. Yeah, no, it, mm. it's uh, uh, James Earl Jones is fucking funny. He's the he's the best part of the movies. James Earl Jones. Yeah, like it does not it does not go where you think it's gonna go. The only problem with it is Amy Madigan. She's so fucking aggravating in the movie. You just want to choke her because oh, she's great. so annoying. She's the worst part of the movie, and that's why it's not a, it's not a perfect movie because she ruins it. Part of the reason I got a little choked up thinking. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was thinking too. Because yeah, yeah. I've had like three dreams with Adam mm. lately. And oh. I never met the man in person, but I see still in my dreams, and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you like?" And I had that revelation. I, I'm like, wait, you're dead. Like it was. I don't uh, know. I had that dream. I was I was rewatching uh, Shake Hands with Danger the other day. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, that was fun watching the old podcasts. So once we all watch Dune, we're gonna do a 
thing for Adam on his channel. Yeah, we should. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. I just watched it on... I, I didn't have a problem with it on my big screen TV. I was like, you know, fuck it. There's like six scenes where it's like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool on the big screen, but that's it. Yeah. Honestly, people are, are fucking saying, you guys see this on the biggest screen possible. That's fucking doom. Not, not really. You don't have what, to. What is it on? HBO Max. Okay, that's what I thought. You have to buy HBO Max, fourteen ninety nine a month to get it. I, I got it already because it comes with yeah, yeah, cable. Yeah. So. Well, you watch Malignant, so yeah. You yeah. Got, yeah. yeah. Oh, I watched Malignant twice. Oh, I watched, yeah. So that'll be our next review is Dune on that. Yeah. That'll be fun. Because uh, ah. I, I am so not looking forward to it. It's not a bad movie. It's <laughs> yeah. good. It, but it's funny because it's like, well, we'll talk about when we get yeah, yeah. the movie. Because it's, it's streamlined. It's streamlined, dude. They oh. take all the weirdest shit out. All the David Lynch shit is gone? Well, it's and it's only half a movie. It's like one-third of a movie. They don't even have an ending, really. It, it's a, it's, well, hey, it's the first part. It's the next Star Wars of Lord of the Rings. you got to have three yeah, of them. I'm so sick of that shit. It's just like, <laughs> this was before them. <clears throat> well, I mean, not before Lord of the Rings, but before Star Wars, but... Um, okay, so let's finish up inside or inside number nine's Burning Clifton dressing room. I am going to give this a ten. Yeah, I, I think yeah. It it I made me agree. laugh only a few times. Yeah, but those laughs were earned. Yeah. The cheese and crackers poster. If you look right here, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. It's cheese and crackers. <laughs> it's cheese and crackers. He looks like that's, a. That's uh, funny. What's his name? Michael uh, Martin this, Short. Oh, no, Martin Short, and also Michael, what's his name, from Mad TV? The, oh, no. uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, I can't think of his last name. I, I know who he either. is. He started off his career in a... <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm blanking on everything right now because I'm thinking about this. Okay, let's fuck it. Let's talk about the episode. Yeah, I love this episode. I really do. Yeah, I am so good. glad. Thank you so much, Soul Foodie One, uh, for yeah. your recommendation. Because I was I, when I when we turned this on, we're waiting for like to laugh at the dialogue, and we had that, and the whole time I'm like, I mentioned like halfway through, I'm like, they're it's like they're trying to go back and forth between making you like the they'll be joking around, and he'll start screaming and like, why were you yeah. like this back thirty years ago? And they start screaming at each other, and it's like they're going for a record, yeah. And it just transcended like comedy. For me, it, it just took it to a whole other level. And I really, really yeah. love this episode. It's, it's my favorite one so far. Yeah, it's very well done. It's very good. What do you rate this? I'd say about 10. Yeah. I, I'll probably go a 9, but yeah, it's close to a 10. But it's pretty, it's fucking good. It's really good. I'm just thinking, like, it, what else, what I wanted out of this. and Yeah, because no, you don't know where it's going. And that's kind of the point with these shows, these episodes. They always have a twist ending, and this twist—it's just, just satisfying. Yeah, it's just like this is what this is perfect. This is exactly how that needed to end. And it's like, oh shit, that's that's beautiful. Like that's just that's what it is. I think the it's only just, ending we ever guessed ahead of time was from last week. The uh, referees, yeah, are, that one we guessed, but they flat out tell you. But it was still fun. It was but funny. It was, it was the reveal. The reveal yeah. is what made the it funny. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh! Dude, Morrissey. It's so goddamn funny. Uh, murder. Meet his murder. Not that Morrissey. Yeah. He's not crying I'm the whole time. I'm sad all the time. <laughs> Every Watching day's pain. this episode, I was sad, and now I'm not happy anymore. I'm going to start fights even though I could ever win a fight with anyone. That's not true. All he does is start fights now, and you're like, what are you going to do? Come on, dude. Shut the fuck up. 
You're British. You and Robert Plant go fight it out for Pussy of the Decade and get the <laughs> hell out of here. Oh, God. Um, it does It does display their acting abilities, though. Oh, yes. That's what it's, yeah. It, it's this better have won a, a, a fucking BAFTA. Especially Reese. Did this win a BAFTA? Look that up. Did this win awards or did this get nominated for anything? Because it should have won a fucking BAFTA. I'll look it up, but Reese Shearsmith there in this episode fucking killed oh, it and yeah. and you could tell like you said it's kind of autobiographical about them because he seems like the more serious guy of the two yeah. of them and that they use that he's like you're a buzzkill back then you still are you're like you're fucking miserable yeah and it's kind of a running joke that he can't get any laughs and at the the end there's another callback to that i won't go into it but um did inside number 9 bernie Clifton. Ask Jeeves. On Bing. They really should have won some awards, though, but goddamn. Well, it should. I mean, if they haven't won awards, like, I mean, I don't know what's the point of doing anything. If they haven't gotten an, a BAFTA for writing, yeah. at least, or some kind of some kind of artistic award for this shit. Oh, ba- this is BAFTA website. Um, oh Steve Pemberton from Ins- for Inside Number Nine's winner acceptance speech, male performer in a comedy program, Virgin Media okay. British Academy. That's I guess that's for, for 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 acting, <clears throat> okay. which is still granted warranted. That's and that was 2019, and this episode came out okay. on January 9th of 2018. Mm. So I don't know what they won for specifically. It was probably for that 2019 season. Oh oh <clears throat> yeah. So he does say uh, this episode. This episode, Bernie Clifton's dressing room is all about a double act, and I feel totally bereft tonight with, without Reese Cheersmith standing next to me. Everything you do in Inside Number 9, we do together, and that includes winning this award. So, Reese, this is absolutely for the pair of us. So, actually, uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> looks like Steve, he, won. Steve he won. won for acting in that episode. Yeah, not not Reese. Who I, I would have gave it to Reese. Mm. The more serious. Because he, uh, he had a lot to do in this episode. Yeah. Uh Steve had a lot more of the physical stuff, and the, and they do a little yeah. song and dance, and fucking solid. Like everything's so well done in the show that it makes it hard to talk about it when we do our commentary episodes. So I would just say skip those. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, because we're just sitting there like, don't this? bother. And it's always amazing when I'm not thinking or caring. Where is this going? Yeah, and part of that is I know they're not going to waste our, waste our time, so I'm not trying to get ahead of it and trying to outsmart it. I'm just. I'm just along for the ride. Okay, so they just won the BAFTA Award for Best Writing. Um, okay. and there's a bunch of them. There's more than them. And they've been, they won in 2019 TV Performance Best Mel, Steve Pemberton. A winner 2019 Multi-Camera Directing. Winner Television Writer Comedy. Okay, so they've won 2018. Good, good. They've won 2014. Uh, Ban F Rocky Award, Best Entertainment Program. So they've only been nominated for BAFTAs the last like three years. It uh, appears to be years. when they really started to gain their popularity. And But they've gotten a Writers Guild of Britain Award winner 2018. 2019, they were nominated. Okay, so yeah, they, they got all of awards. They've won a few, a lot of awards. Honestly, yeah. So yes, very well deserved winners. Yeah, Winners. these guys, fucking great, and yeah, this episode was amazing, and uh, I 
know why there's a loyal fan base that there is, and uh, we drink the Kool-Aid. We're definitely a part oh, of that yeah. now. Because we both say, like, I want to go watch it on my own. It's just, I know. It's yeah. hard to restrain myself. And yeah. I still want to show the wife the, uh, the was it Long Night? What was that episode called? Quiet Night In? Ooh, Quiet I still, still yeah. want to show her that episode because I think she'll like it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. It's easy, easily accessible. This would yeah. not be an episode I'd start with. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you could, but... Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be like, this show's hilarious. you got to watch it. Let's watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sick bastard. <laughs> she turns British. What's wrong with you? All right, let's get out of here. We said all we can say, and we also talked about Batman for a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> just say, go watch this episode. I hope I didn't spoil too much. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments or at LAW Anthology Pod on Twitter because I'm curious. Because everyone was a fan of the show, of, of Inside Number 9, rather, not us. There's no fans of us. No. Everyone's a fan of Inside Number 9 has been super informative and awesome about talking about it. That's why we keep doing these because the show's amazing and it's interesting. And they don't promote us at all. And you think there'd be a bigger fan base for Inside Number 9. It's just. I don't know. Maybe if they put no. all the seasons out on HBO instead of one through three or whatever it is, one or, one or two. But all right, let's get out of here. So you want to pitch your new show? Ah, uh, King of the Scream. I just smashed the shit on my shin on my table. Oh, oh. King, King of the Scream. Uh, we uh, review the uh, adaptions of Stephen King <laughs> novels into films, and that'll be a recurring nightmare. Screen. King of the Screen. It sounds like you're saying Scream every single time. King of the Screen! Our Wes Craven podcast. Wes Craven, King of the Mediocrity. (laughs) King of the... Wait, how is he regarded as a horror icon? Oh, they love him. uh, Like, if they talk about him when he wrote the fucking uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3... They said the script wasn't that good, and he kind of went a little too far with Freddy, and they brought him down a bit, made him more funny, and he was just like, he made him really malicious, and instead of the bitch, he'd say cunt. So they said, like, the Wes Craven version is, like, way more, it's, like, very, very evil and mean. And I love to watch that version. Welcome to primetime, cunt! <laughs> Video games are rot your brain, you bitch, Breckenmeyer, you fuck. You fucking cunt. What's the matter with this bitch? It's not my fault that she's dead on her feet. <laughs> I know you said you don't watch Rick and Morty, but in the first season they have a great episode. With, uh, I saw that one. Yeah, Scary it's Terry. Larry Scary. Scary Terry. That's scary Terry. Yeah, that one's funny. That's a good one. Listen, bitch. Hey, you keep that outside. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. dear. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, dear. Yeah. No, that's, that's, it's a good show. I've seen it. It's funny. I just, I'm not the biggest, um, I don't. What's his name? Harmon just doesn't do it for me. Dan Harmon is either he, a huge asshole or he's super nice. And yeah, there appears just, to be no in between. If yeah, he, if I just can't. He does talk down to people. Yeah. Too too much for my liking. He he talks yeah. down a lot. Like I love community was really good, but then I try to go back to rewatch it and it's not as good as the first time. So it's like, eh, maybe it doesn't have that that uh lifespan well what i did was i i watched it about two years ago now i'm gonna go back in like a year or two and watch it again yeah. that way it's completely fresh yeah well good luck finding that uh dungeons and dragons episode that's not on streaming they cut that out they took it off because ken jong's in blackface 
because he's a dark elf. Wow. They took that off streaming. There's an episode That's of It's Always cool. Sunny they took off of, of Hulu. And for the yeah. life of me, I can't figure out why. Which one? Uh, it's Always Sunny. They took an episode off. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, well, there you go. I don't yeah. know which episode, but I'm like, It's a dance Why? Thing. Futurama. They went in and updated jokes on Hulu. So Did I'm watching it. I'm like, that's not the original. Because I watched, if you remember in LA, I'd watch Futurama oh, yeah. every fucking night. I'd fall asleep to yeah. it. And I'm watching I'm like, that's not the original joke. Why? Did, and I looked it up. I'm like, why did and they change a couple jokes? I'm like, why? Why did they do that? No idea. Is there a reason? It just. Were they more, were they more not politically correct or were they I less I can't remember. Correct? And I was, because I was like, fuck this. And I stopped watching. I'm like, I have my DVDs. I'm just going to. That's weird. That's so dumb. Like, it was jokes that were written on the screen. What? They changed those. And I'm like, why? Huh. Just let it fucking... Like, come on. That's weird. I get if you don't want to think it's politically correct now, but you don't change it. What are we, all George Lucas now? It's going to be better. we got to go like and poetry, edit. It's it rhymes. <laughs> oh, let me get my coffee cup. <laughs> my, my, giant, my giant vente coffee with my frog throat. With my my uh, uh, Ulysses S. Grant tumorous throat. Oh man, I think he like stores. I think he stores his money in there in gold. He goes back and forth. Gold bouillon. You see him here and there, and he's more svelte. Like or or, or he cut that shit out. He doesn't. It's not as It's not as. Uh, it's not as big as it used to be. Yeah. But then again, I haven't seen him in a while, so it might be back to normal. He's like. And it has a six pack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get out of here. Bye. Bye. Oh, next episode is Lee Martin's The Midnight Hour 404 yes! Slaughterhouse of Sor- Sorority. So excited. All right, bye.